Welcome to Pastors Confidential. We're Michelle and Eric Waters, and we're two pastors, one podcast. On each episode, we'll be answering one of your questions about God, the Bible, faith, and life. We're so excited you're joining us. And I'm Eric. And it is Monday morning. Mm-hmm. And we are talking about goodness. Yes, we are. We're on our podcast about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. No, the fruit of the Holy Spirit. I'm sorry, those are different. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. And we are almost done. We're doing goodness today. Mm -hmm. We have faithfulness and we have self-control, which is an awesome one. Yeah, because we kind of got them out of order. Goodness and gentleness, we got out of order. Mm -hmm. Um, But today we are on goodness. And I think with that, we can go back to the very beginning, right? We're going to talk first. We're going to talk about what the fruit of the Spirit means to have goodness. But in the very beginning, God created the world and it was good. Right. And he created people and he called them very good, very good. Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of where we get tripped up a little bit in the world and even in especially maybe in culture today Mm -hmm. you know we've got all these um arguments and discussions over who should be sort of memorialized or you know you have all these like statues coming down Mm -hmm. because these are people that did good things in their life but they they have some kind of shadow Mm -hmm. right something that wasn't good which is human yeah it's every single one of us it's every single one of us Mm -hmm. and i think that's where the rub is a little bit we're talking about um the christian worldview that all have sinned mm-hmm. and fall short of the glory of God. So people say, well, you know, I'm a good person. Mm-hmm. But that's the problem is what's the standard, right? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the, the verses I was able to find, well, I found two interesting verses about goodness and, and uh, goodness in the Bible. Okay. Uh, and one goes all the way back to Exodus. So you remember the passage where uh, Moses says to God, Lord, let me see your glory. Show me your mm-hmm. glory. And God basically says to him, well, you know, you can't see my glory because if you saw it, you'd live. But here's what I'll do. I'll put you in a cleft in the rock. Mm-hmm. And I'll put my hand over you. And as I walk by, I'll let you see in my back. And, and I'll, I'll speak my name, the Lord, the Lord, and so on and so on. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the overview of it. But here's the, the actual interchange between Moses and God. So it's from Exodus chapter 33. Moses says, Lord, show me your glory. And God replies, I will make my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, the Lord, so on and so forth. Uh, and so God's, uh, Moses asks to see God's glory and God says, well, I'll show you my goodness. Okay. Goodness then is, is part of God's glory. It's part of, uh, it's part of who God is. Right. Uh, and so Psalm 119 is a, a Psalm of praise to God. And it says, Oh God, you are good and you do good. Teach me your statutes. Mm-hmm. So goodness is part of who God is. Goodness is God's attribute, which is why we who are made in the image of God, uh, are not only good, but we are very good mm-hmm. because God himself is good. All of which is a long way of saying that the standard of goodness is God. Right. It's not even, uh, uh, it's not so much a matter of right and wrong or this or that or left or right, but it's God. God himself is goodness and he he's the anchor or the standard for all that we consider good. Right. And that's where we get into trouble because, right. you know, the society wants to say, well, I'm better than her because Mm -hmm. i don't do x y and z therefore i'm good and therefore i probably will be saved if you take it to its logical Mm -hmm. conclusion um but we're saying no you know so they'll lift up like mother Teresa. so then what's the standard is it mother Teresa? is it billy graham right is it great man in the news lately john lewis Mm -hmm. right everybody's been calling him a saint and Mm -hmm. the moral compass of our country okay so is is that the standard 
Um, and of course, no, it's not because as, as even as Mother Teresa or Billy Graham or John Lewis or whoever, <laughs> um, of course, they also are fallen creatures, right? And they also have um, sin in their life. Mm-hmm. That's what we believe about original sin, right? Yeah, that we were created good, but mm-hmm. then as, as a result of, of sin, sin has infected, sin has affected the entire creation and infected every single one of us. Right. So there's not only is there not a one of us who has not fallen and fallen into sin, uh, but also there's not a part of us that is free from the effects of yeah. sin. And that's what we call the doctrine of total depravity, which is not that people are 100% wicked, right? but rather that the totality of the human being has been affected by sin. And so therefore, there's no part uh, that can stand outside of it, no part that can stand outside clean. Uh, and this has been a major issue in the church throughout the centuries mm-hmm. because, um, you know, the, the, there were some movements that said, uh, like the movement of rationalism was to say, well, you know, the, the mind of man can discern right from wrong or the mind of man is objective and neutral. Okay. We knew that wasn't right. Uh, and then the uh, what we're going through now is an emotionalism. Right. Uh, this idea of... Um, you know, the, the human emotions, if I feel something, well, that must be genuine and true because it's, I feel it, right? And that's, well, you can feel bad things. Sure. Uh, and, and so there's no part of human being that's, uh, of the human being that has not been affected uh, by sin. By the fall, by sin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then the standard is Jesus. And mm-hmm. of course, we can't measure up to that on our own. And so that's why we have to rely on Jesus for any kind of goodness or... Any, any of our actions being, mm-hmm. you know, we rely on the Holy Spirit. Um, because our natural inclination, according to Romans, right, is to badness, is to yeah. doing the wrong thing. But God can and does transform us through the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. And God can and does transform us through the Holy Spirit to do what He desires, uh, which is His will, because, you know, He, he is good. Mm-hmm. And so what God desires for us is good. Uh, it's not like He's capricious, not like He's spiteful. I know what God wants for us is good. Right. Uh, and the problem is we we often don't discern that because we ourselves are, are lost and ignorant and the things that we like are not good for us. Right. Right. So again, we re- again in all these fruit of the Holy Spirit, um, they come from God. When we receive the Spirit as believers or to come to belief, we mm-hmm. need the Spirit. Um, then some of these fruit grow in our lives. And sometimes they grow slowly, right? And mm-hmm. sometimes they can grow more quickly. But but goodness is one of those things. And, um, you know, we follow Jesus for the example. The Bible says Jesus went about doing good. It was as simple as that, yeah. right? Yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, went about often. doing good. And that's what we're supposed to do too. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, another passage I found in the Bible was, of course, Psalm 23. Mm-hmm. Surely your goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And I love that expression. You know, it's the shepherd song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this expression of your goodness and your mercy shall follow me. Yeah. And so you got the, the image of Christ is the shepherd who's leading us. And his goodness and mercy are following us. And so they, they keep us in. You know, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. That, that idea. Yeah. And I remember one of our old pastors, Pastor Bjorgi. Remember him? Yes. Jim Bjorgi mm-hmm. from Fargo, North Dakota. Yes. He used to speak about goodness and mercy as the two sheepdogs of God. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, well, when we think of the goodness of God, I think we do think of his generosity and his provision for us, mm-hmm. right? In just kind of broad, that he's a good father. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, you know, when we're called to goodness, we're really called to not just these deeds of that are easy for us to do, like mm-hmm. goodness to our neighbors or our family. But, you know, the Bible actually tells us to do good to those who hate you. Yeah, and that's hard. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's really hard. And it's uh, if there's one thing that the events of the last oh, seven months are, are showing us, it's just how hard uh, it, it, it's how hard life has been for most Christians at most times. You know, and we've we still got it very good. Right. But my point is that you know we we have been blessed to live in a culture that was informed by the Christian faith, mm-hmm. shaped by the Christian faith, and based on the Christian faith. Sure. And now that's starting to fall apart. Yeah. And so now we're starting to see the kind of things that like the Apostle Paul is talking about. You know, do good to those who hate you while yeah. we're seeing people who hate us. Right. And so how then do we do good to them? And, yeah. uh, now, and now it becomes real. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. And it also says, do not grow weary in doing good. Yeah. So, And that's uh, relevant to these times too. I mean, there's just a general sense of weariness, I think, about this situation we're in right now and when you know can things get worse when are things going to get better that kind of thing and so god is saying do not grow weary in doing good in doing good yeah 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 and you know going back to john lewis you know the 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 famous civil rights activist who recently passed away uh, what to me one of the more remarkable about faces in the last year has been that our, our civil rights heroes, and so the, the John Lewis's uh, and the Rosa Parks's, mm-hmm. and the, of course the, the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, their, their vision of America was based on uh, the image of God. Okay. And so that, you know, all human beings are created in God's image, and therefore all human beings are worthy of respect and dignity and equality. Right. And now that's the, that statement itself is now considered racist. You know, it's all—it's been totally flipped. It's like what—what is—what—what what is good has now become bad, and what was bad has now become good. And so, it's just another example of how quickly, uh, when when you don't found your, um, when when God isn't the standard for what is good and bad, right? How quickly things can go astray, right? And how quickly we can't have anybody who we have as a role model or. Anything else, you know, if you're mm-hmm. going to take the standard of like, if they had one sort of off color remark in their life or one belief that no longer is acceptable, um, then their whole legacy has to be denied. Yeah. yeah you know, and no one can live up to that. No. I mean, and, and in an odd sort of way, it's, it's a very backhanded compliment, you know, because the, what our world is looking for is this, is our, our good people. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, they find that every person you look at is not right. good. And so right. it's, it's this, in a weird way, it's this kind of backhanded uh, verification or vindication um, that what we want is goodness. Yeah. And we can't seem to find it. And it's vindication of the of the Christian worldview, I think, mm-hmm. that we all have fallen. Yeah, right? absolutely. And original sin is a real thing. Um, you always talk about how, you know, kids, their first... We always think, oh, kids are so sweet. They they don't sin. They, you know, babies. Mm-hmm. And then you know, you always talk about how like their first words are like, no, and right. mine, right? Yeah, <laughs> and it's that, true. Well, it's totally true. I mean, they're adorable. You know, yeah, they're, they're they're beautiful little critters. Mm-hmm. They're made in God's image. But yeah, that that sin nature is it's they're not, born with it. Yeah, it's not something you have to teach them. I mean, the, right. The, the, uh, the the task of parenting is to teach them to mortify that, to control that, and we'll right. get into that later with self control. Yeah, um, exactly. Then, the task is to avoid the things we want to do, which right. are often bad, and do the things we want to do, which yeah. should be good. Yes. Yeah. Right. You know, and I was thinking, too, about along the lines of uh, the world is looking for goodness, even if they're looking in a very twisted kind of way for it. Okay. Uh, one of my favorite little uh, lines from the psalm is from Psalm 27. Oh, what if I had not believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living? Mm-hmm. And I've always loved that. What if I had not believed that I would see the goodness mm-hmm. of the Lord in the land of the living. 
and and I and that's another um, you know just as God's goodness follows us, so too we we search after it, we look yeah. for it, and though God Himself is good, you know we we experience His goodness in the way that He interacts with us, in the way that He shows us, uh, and there's the, there are those times in our lives where we uh, we're in a desperate situation or we're in an unpleasant situation. And we cry out to God, and God intervenes in our life, and God arranges circumstances so that, you know, the, the clouds part and the sun mm-hmm. comes out again. Mm-hmm. And those are the times when you say, look, God is real. Right. right there, the, his goodness is, uh, is new every day, and we see it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and I think a lot of people actually who can't see that, um, that's one of their arguments against God, right, is that mm-hmm. they don't think he's good. Like, they look at this world, right. and they say, how can God be good? Yeah, yeah, and that, that's always been one of the strongest arguments against God. Mm-hmm. And it basically goes like this: if um, uh, if God were good, uh, if God were all knowing, He would know that there is wrong in the world. Mm-hmm. If God were all powerful, He would do something about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if God were all caring, He would care enough to want to do something right. about it. Uh, but there is bad in the world, so therefore God must not be all powerful, all knowing, or all, all loving. Exactly. It's a very powerful argument. Uh, but the problem is, is that it takes the world at face value. It says that the world as it is, is the way God created it, right. the way God wants it to be. And uh, that, again, gets back to the idea of the fall. We say, mm-hmm. no, the world as it is, is not the way God wanted it to be. Right. There's much goodness in it. Uh, it's saturated with goodness everywhere. But it's it's broken. It's mm-hmm. fallen. It's it's stained with sin. Uh, and so what you are seeing is this this effect of the fall. That right. the, the world as we see it is not how God wants it to be. It's a world that's crying out for redemption. And that's uh, that's who God is. Yeah, and it's a world that will get redemption, right? Yeah. Um, it's a world that is being redeemed and renewed as we speak until until the end of time, mm-hmm. when all things the Bible says will be redeemed and yeah. renewed in the new heaven and a new earth. But yes, that's hard to see when you're outside of the sort of um, you know worldview that of the Bible. Oh, it's very difficult yeah. to see. Yeah, and it, it, on the other hand, it is one of those eye-opening. Uh, eye-opening perspective changes. I remember the first time I heard somebody make that argument, I was kind of stunned because I'd never thought of the world like that. You know, I'd always thought of... of uh, I had always envisioned God as, as being responsible for everything. And so okay. therefore, whatever exists must be according to his will. Right. Like and, all... Yes. And I was like, wow, you mean there's... He actually could have made this world in one way and we've made it another, but he's still involved with it and wants to bring it back. And right. It's, it's totally mind-blowing for those who've never thought of it before yeah yeah we could do a whole episode on the free free will choice yeah yeah it's, a, it's yeah. a great great argument it's yeah a wonderful argument yeah well let's wrap it up by what is good right now in your life well you were good oh <laughs> i did not send you a thank you yeah but... that, that was right down the center of the plate oh yeah. yeah yes okay well how about something else what's okay. good right now it's well, good to have some hopeful news in this world yeah well you know every day i i, I try to cultivate an attitude of gratitude okay and so every day i part of my prayer time is giving thanks to god uh, and i give thanks to god for you know for the the very fundamental things of life that i'm that i'm alive mm-hmm. that i have health that uh, i have you and the kids i give God, thanks for you every day. Give God thanks for employment. Yes. Give God thanks for the opportunity Amen. to provide for my my family. Mm-hmm. Give God thanks for our church. Um, you know, I give God thanks for the the weather. I mean, and there's all everything kinds of is good for you. There. Yeah, that's good. That's well, a mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That's that's choosing gratitude and choosing to see the good. Yeah, and that's something you know that's really important. Yeah, and then you know one last thing before I will kick it over to you. No. <laughs> 
And I'm also, uh, I also, especially given our listeners, I want to say I'm, I'm very grateful for our church. Mm-hmm. You know, this has been a, uh, this pandemic and the economic depression it's caused has, has really sunk a lot of businesses. Yeah. And our church is not one of them. Our church is very strong. We're in sound, sound financial footing. Mm-hmm. Not only because people continue to give now, but in years past, yeah. the, the leadership of the church was very wise and they set mm-hmm. aside, um, aside funds and they... They led the ship well, and I'm, I'm deeply grateful for that. I mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't. That's well, amazing. I, I would not want to be in one of these uh, churches or businesses where you're you're thinking, how do I make how do I make ends meet? Yeah, and let people go and the whole mm-hmm. thing, which is what a lot of people are facing in yeah. different in different churches and and businesses. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So that's goodness. Yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, thanks for being with us. Next week, we will do faithfulness. So we'll talk about what mm-hmm. it means to have faith and, and how God gives us to that, gives mm-hmm. us that. And, and then we will end up with self-control. That's right. And then yeah. after that, do we know? Well, I have some ideas I'm going to talk to you about. Okay. Yeah, I I've got an idea to. for the next series, yes. Good. Okay. All right, well, we will talk to you next week. See you next week.